0: FOREVER,
2: DOG! This is Nicole's girl's night of me
0: She's watched the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of
3: surgery? Shonda Rhimes wrote the show, and it is really, really good. Meredith Gray. great, God into a rocket, and we set the to go, go, go.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Uh, this was a really fun deep dive uh, episode with Emily Duke, who is a comedian and brought her academic chops to talking about religion and spirituality in Grey's. We had a really fun time. Obviously, it's a huge topic, and especially in Grey's Anatomy, it's a big topic, but uh, she chose great clips, and we had a lot of fun really getting into it, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, We're recording this on the day of the mid-season finale of Grey's, so I haven't watched anything new since last week's episode that came out but uh wow I bet that I'm gonna love it unless I hate it it's gonna be or you know what actually it could be something in between those are sort of the options uh yeah that's basically all that I have to say um, as always I'm on Twitter at Anne Silverberg if you have any thoughts about Grey's Anatomy that you want to tweet at me and that's about it let's get into the episode <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grace Anatomy. I don't know if you could just hear what I just did. Could you hear that on the mic? (laughs) I'm wearing these... um, I'm wearing fleece lined sweatpants which are like an absolute godsend they're incredible but they I didn't know when they came that they were going to be like kind of this outside almost ski pant type material so they're not really like for public because when I walk it makes the sound I'm actually literally going to bring my leg up. it's like this can we all hear that <laughs> that's what it sounds like when I walk it rocks um anyway <laughs> you might just hear that throughout it'll add color texture the tapestry uh, sounds. Um, I've never gotten on such a non sequitur before even introducing our guest who uh, has such an exciting theme to talk about. And I'm so happy that she's here.
4: It's Emily Duke. Hello. Hi. I love your I mean that sound sounds like <laughs> my seventh grade ski trip where I just felt really popular and cool. Um, so <laughs> I'm I from Arizona
1: really and I've never been skiing. My parents have never been skiing. I have never owned ski pants. I definitely like did not know until recently even really, what they were. Yeah, the, the, they're like cropped sweatpants, which already you're like, can I wear these in public? And then, yeah. yeah, the texture, but they're from Uniqlo and they were like 30 bucks and they're the best 30 I'm, bucks I've ever spent. Because I'm
4: into it and they sound like making out with Luke Stripler in the gondola. <laughs> that's like what they sound like to me.
1: So that's huge for me. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a dog now, me and my boyfriend Branson, and so now it's like I pull these on every morning to go in the cold weather to go walk him, and they're so comfortable. And then I laboriously, like, groaning, take them off and put on real <laughs> clothes before going to work. It's I you are going to
4: be like, and then horrible. I put on my
1: pajamas, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> my boss, Melinda, recommended these to me, and she was like, they're amazing. I put them on on top of my pajamas to go walk my dog, and I was like, "Great, you're speaking my language. Um... <laughs> I need multiple pairs. Anyway, oh, that's just a free, free little tidbit <laughs> endorsement. Uh, but we're not here to talk about pants. We're here to talk we're about not. something so much bigger. God, and also Grace Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into any of that, I have to ask you, what is your Gray's journey?
4: Yeah, so I started watching Gray's in real time as it started.
0: Yay! Um,
4: so I was in high school, and I was like. It was definitely something I felt like I was forced into because I was like, "This is like the cool new show, and I need to know what's happening so that when I go to school, I'll like have all the hot deets." Uh huh. Um, my best friend in high school and I were so Meredith and Christina. Who's uh, who? I was Christina. Ah! Um, <laughs> yeah, I was Christina, which is uh, getting into it early. I was like a really vocal atheist in high school. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, and she was very much Meredith, and like just in so many ways um like glamorizing like binge drinking when we were like 17 and being Mm -hmm. like it's really emotional and I was like or we're 17 but like whatever (laughs) like that's fine um and then I watched it in real time I took a brief respite after the mass shooting episode okay uh very brief I would say like like two months or maybe even that was just like a season break I don't remember I just remember being like I don't know if I can do this anymore totally fair like that was so deeply and I had like nightmare like it was just it was so much for me yeah but that was like very brief and or maybe it was just a season break and then after the plane crash similarly like I just like am weak to trauma which like you would think would mean that I'm just terrible at guys anatomy in general. Yeah. Um but like those large scale traumas. And when you and when people get killed and it like e- reshapes what the show's gonna be, it's a lot. Yeah. So then after the plane crash, I remember like sitting in my apartment and watching the plane crash and just being like, I I can't like I can't do this anymore. Like I just like I can't. Yeah. Also like one of the most incredible Sandra O oh performances Of all time, when she's just screaming, (sighs) so true, so true. Um, But I think also when the plane crash happened, that was around the time that we started knowing that Sandra O was going to leave. Maybe,
1: yeah that that doesn't sound wrong to me. I don't remember, but that I mean that was end
4: of eight, and she left end of ten. So yeah, I I feel like the writing was on the wall where it was like Sandra O is not long for this world, and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like. Things are changing. Things are happening. I'm not ready. Um, And then I took like a pretty steady long break. Um, Like a proper – probably didn't watch for a year and a half, two years. Well, I guess – no. I started watching again when I heard that Derek died. Okay. Which is a weird way to go back. But I was like, if Derek – like I need to know how they did that. got to that point. Um, So I like saw some – spoiler online, saw something that Derek died – and I was like, okay, it's time. Ty- it's time for me to like return. Mm-hmm. Um, and then caught up in real time to like, I I think it was like three days. I just didn't leave my apartment and caught up in all of those episodes. Yeah, and then caught up to like two episodes after Derek died. Um, and then have been watching in real time since. Uh, wow, that feels like such a an earnest
1: journey. Like, yeah, it was
4: very honest. It was very true to me. You know, I would say it was the moment that. I I lost other people in my life watching it that happened Uh, earlier like I realized I was alone on this journey mm -hmm. probably pretty close to the plane crash also um but then after Derek died and I was like Derek dies what happened what happened like how could this possibly happen? slowly but surely as I got back into it it started springing up that other people in my life had also gone back and restarted yeah um And so I like finally felt like I had my network and my tribe of people to talk to about it. I think that that makes a big difference when you have people to talk to about
1: it. And also you're like you're like Overton window of what is good and what isn't also moves. And it's really nice to like talk to people and be like, was this good or was this episode bad? Like my friend and office mate at work, Sahar, she watches and it's nice that. We're like, this episode was good, right? This episode was bad. Wait, this one I cried in, right? Like, it's just (laughs) just nice to... Like, was it
4: weird that I was crying? Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) It's nice to connect.
4: But also, every time, I would say, like, in that, you know, year and a half break and also, like, going back from the get-go, I I watched the first through... probably up until Izzy Gets Cancer. I've seen those episodes easily ten times. Like, I just go back and watch those seasons... Oh, I mean, they're Constantly. so good. Yeah. And there is a moment where I think what got me through when I came back to the plane crash is that I did start again. Like, I was like, okay, like Derek died. I miss Grey's Anatomy. That's amazing. I'm starting at the beginning. And then I just kept going. I was like, I have to make it through the plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just have to keep going. And I'm also very afraid of flying and mass shootings, but yeah. very afraid of flying. Um, And so I was just like... I have to just, like, survive this and get past it. Yeah. Um, I will say when I rewatch, plane crash less so, mass shooting, I have definitely, in rewatches, gotten past the mass shooting episode, and I will skip it. Yeah. Like, I'm that's... like, I just can't. I can't watch it.
1: Yeah. I I had actually not rewatched it in, like, I would skip those that finale when I was rewatching up until probably last year when I rewatched it again. And I was like, it's so much more intense than I remembered. And also there's an element of it that's sillier than I remember. Really? Like, well, just the fact that he, he meets every character. Oh, of course. Like there is like a little, pr- like once you know what happens and you're not like Derek's dad. Yeah. You're not just <laughs> well, like, you're like
4: Derek is dad, but for different others. Right? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's for a separate later. Uh, like once you kind of like have removed yourself from it and you're like, Oh, it's like very funny that, like, the SWAT team is in the hospital, and yet, like, he just like systematically runs into every single one of the main characters. Like, yes. That part of it kind of helps me kind of keep a foot out the door of like being completely devastated,
4: but it's, it's rough.
1: I mean, And also, it's not- just like,
4: I mean, working in like, comedy more creative fields. It's like I'm looking at this as a storytelling device whereas I feel like when I first watched it I was like oh my god these things are actually happening and I'm dying and now I'm like okay like these are this is a story that was formulated in a very specific way and I can like see how it works and like the crafting of it. Um, Right, right. But just I swear the moment that they pull Bailey out from under that bed. Oh every time it like happens at a different moment than
1: I was exactly expecting. like,
4: "Ah!" Like it's just... And what was that guy's name? Like the asshole, Charles. Charles. Yeah. Like that is just and Bailey's saying she's that was just awful. And then there's a moment. It ends with Weber, right?
1: Yeah, Weber like convinces him to to kill kill himself, himself. and he's like because and his reasoning is because you can be with your wife in heaven. Like I don't know if that's exactly how christianity would view that
4: yeah not a hundred percent like um, you just
1: genuinely killed a dozen people
4: i mean but i also don't know weber for sure like if you're being, going like straight to heaven yeah i would <laughs> say like probably not just based on my understanding of like Judeo christianity but like i'm curious if weber I'm curious how much Weber buys that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of the, the question. The question is like, is he kind of doing like a criminal mind style mind like, game yeah. to like get, you know, that's actually a bit of a reference how in the show Criminal Minds, which I absolutely love and recently found out there's a mobile game for and played oh, in like two days, just it, like yeah. just oh. like propelled through it and now <laughs> miss it. <laughs> I don't know. It's a problem in any case. In criminal Minds, like every single episode, ends with the profilers like looking face to face with the criminal, and then like kind of using like psychology to try and convince them to like not do the the bad thing. Okay. And it's very much like a more overt version of what Richard does. Of like, if like the killer wants notoriety, they'll be like, "If you if you come with us, we'll make sure your name's in every but paper," wh- or, like <laughs> things like that. And it's like I kind of feel like Weber was kind of doing that of like. If you don't kill me, you get to go to heaven and be with your wife instead of being in jail and not with your wife. Left, yeah, right? there's one bullet. But
4: like <laughs> obviously, there's one bullet left. Yeah. But I think also like that just speaks to Weber's character where I feel like every other character, they're all obviously very multidimensional. That's very important. But also I feel like a lot of them are written going back to this, like, you know, Christina is ambitious and everything she yeah. does is ambitious. Weber, I'm constantly confused as to whether or not he is, like, an operator. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously, he's very smart. He's a good doctor, but I think, like, his, quote-unquote, like, purity or, like, manipulation type, like, I feel like it's very unclear if he's
1: a... I mean, he must have been somewhat of a shark in order to become chief. I don't know. You sometimes see him, like, outsmart or trick people to get what he wants. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you do but see he it, But he yeah.
1: But they definitely paint him as more of just like a, a sweetie.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's very, I, I look back at stuff with him and I'm very confused if he's like this like loving patriarch, because also so much of what he does is so emotionally driven where it's like getting Meredith in the program, which we just found out he manipulated to do, I guess that is manipulation, but it does feel more like, emotional and less um, like intellectual is not the right word but like yeah. mind gamey it feels more like emotionally driven Yeah. Um, whereas saying that stuff about heaven it could go either way it could be that he like actually believes it and is like you know you should die
1: you know, that's actually really the perfect transition into the theme, which is uh, like faith and religion, spirituality in Grey's Anatomy, which. Is such a good theme and is something that I have wanted to talk about. So I was so glad that you suggested doing it. Why, what inspired you to choose the theme for your episode?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think I was a religion major in college. Okay. So I was obsessed with religion, probably right around when Gray's Anatomy started it was when I started getting really fascinated mm-hmm. with religion viewing it through more of like a sociological lens um so like i focused on the religious right and evangelical christianity in the us um more than like sort of like the spiritual faith based yeah. stuff um but obviously super interested in both um there were moments in gray's anatomy early on that i felt did a very good job of painting religion and religious characters because it has to come up right we're talking about life and death like it has to come up but I think they do a very good job of like religion means morality for some characters and it doesn't for others they're very respectful of different kinds of religion throughout the show but I don't think it has like a really strong perspective of like this is you know Christianity is the correct religion through the lens of this show. Um, and I think it it changes a lot from season to season and character to character. And I just think it's really interesting how they approach it. I also remember we talked about this when Bailey says she has to believe in God. That's pretty early. And a couple of other characters make it very clear that they do have some belief system. Yeah. So like Izzy, I know, was like vaguely Christian. Burke
1: talks about
4: Burke like talks the power like of
1: prayer, like on top of medicine, that like sending good thoughts essentially can like it can't hurt or like it, you know, it can make a difference. Intention. Yeah. Like I think that I can't remember if this conversation with Burke is the same one as uh, but there's something about like when someone's open on the table, like having a bad attitude or being pessimistic or something like that, like what you're putting out into the into the World room, matters. like, can make an impact on their recovery. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else has, like, said,
4: but it's also viewed, like, again, like, there's so much of how we in society view religion versus science, right? Like, those are yes, contradictory concepts in many ways. And you often see that when we're talking about patients, where it's like patients are making bad medical decisions based on religion and it's like the doctors how down are the doctors going to be to work within the confines of their religion you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. how much are they going to respect this person's religious face religious background whatever um despite the fact that they're like we're doctors and you're an idiot you don't know what you're doing right um but also i mean there are things where it's like okay we might not think of it as Out and out religion the way like obviously Whenever you think of religion you're immediately Going to go to April Mm -hmm. but like The mere fact that like there Are like Izzy For a little bit believe that Denny Was like an actual ghost that was with her Like that is spiritual that is Religiously based like yeah if Christina saw Denny, she would be like, I have a brain tumor. Bye. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we wouldn't, like, play these games. Right. Um, It would just be like, okay, like, it's time to diagnose my brain tumor. Thank you. Like, this is literally impossible. Yeah. Um, And I think it's very interesting to t- see the sort of how much different characters will buy into an acknowledgement of maybe not traditional religion, but at least, like, science does not have all the answers. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Whereas Christine, obviously, on a huge one end of that, like, science literally knows everything. And then, like, April, where, I mean, she, like, loses faith in religion because of the failure of medicine. Yeah. some We'll talk about that episode for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think that,
1: uh, like, some of the characters make pretty strong distinctions between, like, belief in God and, like, faith in general, which I think is an interesting... Well it's it's just an interesting like uh umbrella for like yeah. everything that then you know about them because for i think people who are observant or religious in some way like faith and a belief in god are like somewhat interchangeable and like yeah. they they're they're a pretty big overlapping Venn diagram but like faith encapsulates something else yeah. of just like an understanding about like the balance of the world and, yeah, and, believe and in good the universe, works believe and your in participation brighter. in it and something like that as opposed to like just the mere existence of God and like you know like the certainty in that and I think that it's it's interesting seeing some of the characters like who have to reckon like the characters who are like yeah I believe in God it's not really part of my job like don't seem to have as big of problems sometimes with patience for then the doctors who are like faith is a huge part yeah. of like my
4: my, my personality and
1: my practice, and then like yeah. it intersects a lot more. Well, it's
4: also I think we have very interesting characters where it's like okay, there's faith and spirituality and something bigger. Going on, like, again, I think the perfect emblem of that to me is Izzy, where I just think Izzy is, like, super down to believe that, like, this, like, inherent morality belief system, it is implied that it is based in some kind of Christian tradition Yeah, over the course of the show. Fine. Um So we have Izzy in kind of this area. And then I feel like we have people that are not specifically faith-based, but I feel like are often put in the epicenter of traditional organized religion plot lines like organized religion not faith and now I'm talking about Hunt and all of his weird shit about abortion yeah Hunt is so fucking weird about abortion and we never hear Hunt talk about spirituality or God I don't believe but I always Uh, got this weird overarching sense that he was like conservative in some kind of faith-based way yeah
1: I well I mean I think uh, he does something with April I think I think he he leads everybody
4: in a group prayer yeah
1: but, yeah, I mean, you
4: – yeah, hmm But I think it's, like, it's very interesting the way, like, Gray's and, like, Shonda World. Like, there is – obviously, these are all kind of moving targets, and it's all very intangible and hard to talk about. But there's the organized religion bucket, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, organized religion, which is, like, often, like, w- would lead itself to political plot lines or, you know, yeah. things of that nature. So talking about abortion or, like – you know stem cell research or things like that in the medical community and then there's the larger faith conversation of like do these people believe that something is at play outside of medicine yeah and then we have sort of this tertiary thing of the patients and whatever vague religion they're in every time we have a religious patient it's not really said what religion they are except for i think esther who we know is acidic
1: right also i'm not i don't think we're playing the clip today but like you know the girl
4: who needs a shaman oh yeah that <laughs> yeah the girl was like shaman but also like she's like that my dad's the elder so he's in charge even though i'm gonna be fully paralyzed in like 18 hours yeah. but again it's like we see derek as like such a wonderful man because he's willing to like get the helicopter to make this surgery right happen but it's like that is Patient care, right? I get. I mean, again, like I'm pretty split on that because I think like there is an argument of like, okay, like these resources can be used for a lot of things. Like if you're like, I'm like, like doesn't that, like
1: a helicopter have to put like, a sick person? Isn't inside? there like
4: an organ transplant? Like it's like, isn't Denny's heart like on the helicopter right now? Like you know what I mean? Like I just feel like it's like, just I I appreciate that. Derek will go bend over backwards but I also feel like it was sort of treated as this huge emblem of like look how much compassion he has that he's like listening to like what we in the gray's anatomy world clearly view as like crazy a, Yeah exactly cuz it's like an eastern religion and we're like what not at all whereas it's like okay if we were dealing with like somebody debating like April's baby like whether or not she should get an abortion we all acknowledge that that's like a hot button religious topic right. because of modern Christianity in the U.S. Whereas it's like the shaman, they're like, let's just show that Derek's just like super down with like, yeah. you know, different ways of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, also what was happening in the shaman? Cause I thought about this clip too, but I was like, you see the shaman doing the ceremony and I think maybe it's VO from Meredith, but there's something else happening in that episode. Yeah. Um, and it's all very melodramatic and that's like the last five minutes
1: um, if I recall, it's just, there's music okay, and right before, uh, the patient tells like Meredith, who's like skeptical, like <laughs> you'll see it. Like you'll see when I, you'll be able to tell when I like get and my she soul does. and then she does. She yeah.
4: does. So again, it's like this moment of like, okay, like, are we talking about like, okay, Is the angle of the showrunner here like, yes, like whatever vague Eastern religion, Eastern Asian religion that we're bringing up, do we believe that that is now true? And that's our angle. We're like, this actually happened and Meredith felt the shaman. Are we saying it's like a psychological thing? It's a part of Meredith's character development, most likely. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting because like. One of the things that I was looking at kind of in anticipation of doing this episode was some religious writings on religion in the show. And like, obviously, almost every religion that's depicted in Grey's Anatomy is a massive big tent religion with a huge variety of like denominations and sects beneath it. And they never really specify of like... Oh well, in comes a
4: Presbyterian. Like you know, it's not <laughs> well, really. We know that Meredith's super waspy. I'm yeah. pretty sure it said she's Episcopalian at some point. She is for sure. Yeah, a wasp. like we we know, <laughs> but she's also
1: like her. I mean, her faith is like one of the uh, one of like the least you know important parts of her personality as of some of the other characters. But again, if
4: we're saying faith, like how much do we see Meredith like learning from, like? Ghosts and dead people. Yes. Ghosts and dead people. That has a root in religion. Yes, that definitely. That also comes up a
1: lot more later.
4: Yeah, like, well, there's yeah. also when she's drowning, she sees and the water's all pouring in. She yes. has the when bomb she guy. has her like
1: her in between life and death. Yeah, thing. which again,
4: like, there is an angle there that it's like, okay, there is an afterlife. Like, how does Grey's Anatomy treat the afterlife? That is a pretty clear, right there is an afterlife episode. Yeah. But one thing I was just
1: going to say about some of the writings are like, there are some pretty, people have some pretty big problems with how like religious patients are portrayed because it's like, yeah, I mean, for sure. Like almost every patient is designed in order to create some type of reaction in a doctor character, like teach a really specific kind of lesson. And like, Obviously the writers do their best not to veer into like stereotypes, stereotypes or or just like uh under like or just false like underdeveloped stuff. Like we well let's actually we can start with this first clip with Esther, but like Jews can get porcine vowels, <laughs> I guess is like the first thing
4: I'm gonna say. But well, like, also her parents are fine with it. That's the whole her, thing about Esther, is that she is much more conservative yes, than her parents.
1: Yeah. So Esther, this is the first season, which is so rare to watch a first season clip just because the first season was so short. But Esther, whose real name is her, her given name Diva. is Devo. Oh, Devo? Uh, yep, Devo. She uh she's she's reform her parents are reform and she has converted into uh she's become she's orthodox. Orthodox and okay. she herself has become orthodox and like there's there are a whole host of like issues of of like how this is done just in starting with the fact that she has male doctors. Like if she <laughs> if she were Orthodox that would not be okay. <laughs> like there would be like there would be like certain issues with like yeah who's doing what. I
4: well, don't think It's Karev it would...
1: as her doctor, right? Like, yeah. her main I don't doctor. think it's necessarily that she couldn't have I can't remember I don't know exactly, but like I know like that's not <laughs> it's not all correct there to start. And then she goes on this uh we're well, we're gonna watch this, but she, she needs a heart valve and they're gonna give her a, a you know a pig valve and she's refusing to get it because it's not a kosher animal so uh the scene that we're going to play is where she her parents are in the room and her parents are like
0: get it. why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> we yeah her parents are like this,
4: <laughs> this isn't really what we had in mind um that's also so rare that you see, like, a 17-year-old that's more conservative than their parents, which, like, I I love because, like, that does happen. But I do want to know, like, who is the – she must have gotten to this conclusion somehow. Like, there must be some enigmatic person in her life. But Yeah,
1: anyway. it's very interesting, especially – oh, we'll talk about it in <laughs> a second. Okay, here we go.
0: You know how important this is to me. This is about saving your life, sweetie. And you're not respecting it, or me. You're letting them put a pig, a freaking non kosher trave mammal, into my chest, into my heart, very essence of my being.
3: It's
2: a porcine valve, actually.
0: I don't care what the hell it is. If you give me a pig part, I Miles will be dead.
4: I told you this whole orthodox thing was a mistake. What was so wrong with being plano or reformed like everyone else we know?
0: You guys don't even light candles Friday nights. You don't even know all the Passover plagues—boils,
2: vermin, pestilence. Mm-hmm. Even I know that.
3: Miss Freeman, I appreciate your extreme religious convictions. Fire, hail, slain. I simply put: without this procedure, you will die.
0: You're hotshot doctors. You'll come up with something else. As long as it doesn't answer to Wilbur and say "oink," hmm. I don't care what it is.
4: Esther Friedman. (laughs) She's so good. Also, like, as long as it doesn't, like, oh, my God, Wilbur, answer to Wilbur and say oink. Like, what a, uh, so well acted
1: also. Yeah, I love that actress. I love her voice. Uh, It's really cool. Yeah. She's got, like, a cool, like, raspy, raspy voice.
4: Yeah, like, she's just, like. Oh, she's a bad bitch. I love her. I love them also portraying like this is, I believe, the first religious patient we have. Yeah, I which think. also I believe is in the same, the
1: same episode as the psychic. For okay. the reference, got it, got for it, got reference.
4: it. Um, yeah, the psychic. Um, yeah, so first religious patient that we see, and it is a team that is more conservative than her parents, which is not something that you ever see. Right. And I love that we have a conservative religious person that is like a plucky young girl who's like I've got fucking I've got opinions and attitude and shit like it's not this dull like I am like faithful and religious and just kind of like sit back and you know yeah, let go and let God. So I just think that's such a good interesting portrayal and I just love that they gave her a personality and I love that they gave her a bite.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's like a, I I mean, I like the character and I like it dramatically. I think it's like a funny, I I also think it's like funny that Burke of all people, I mean, it's like his first season, not everyone's completely developed, but like, Burke Burke would would never say, yeah, but Burke would never say, I appreciate your quote, extreme religious conviction. That's such like a weird
4: thing for him to say. Yeah, that is weird. But I also, mean, just he's true. just in his head, like, um, I'm Christian, you're going to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. So, I, um, it's
1: so funny. I don't know if, like, I think that Burke is so, like, interesting and private about his faith. His faith, because he just, like, assumes that Christina celebrates Christmas. And then when she says that she's, she's Jewish, Jewish, he's like, he kind of, like, short circuits, but then it's, like, fine. Like, it's clearly not, like, He's short-circuits, but any he way
4: also, yeah. I mean, when I'm like, she needs to accept Jesus, I'm definitely being um, unfair to Burke. Um, <laughs> but I do think that there is an implication that Burke requires some kind of faith. Like, he is pretty judgmental and appalled that Christina does not have some yeah. faith. Well, and he I think also, we see that with the abortion, too.
1: Yeah, he just likes,
4: he... Or the was planning on getting the abortion before she miscarries. I think he also
1: just, he cares a lot about, like, community and... Uh, and like tradition and stuff like that, and like with Christmas dinner and ma- and cooking with Izzy and stuff like that. Like he likes
3: he that likes kind that of kind
1: of stuff. And to him, I think it's like, don't you want to be part of this? Yeah, you know this experience where we all yeah do, the, do this stuff. But yeah, I do think it's um I do think it's uh funny that. There are, like, some, like, stem cell stuff and, like, bioethics. Like, that's yeah. not really, like, a part of, like, the Jewish conversation when yeah. it comes to, like, science and medicine. And, like, then later there's, like, a female rabbi in the episode, which, like, if she were Orthodox, that would not be yeah. happening. Like, for an in, in Orthodox Judaism, like, there are no female rabbis. yeah But that, yeah... Maybe that's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of male doctors. It's more just like, why did she then have like a like? I mean, so progressive, love it, but like, yeah, like no. we're in, but, but it's also like, um, yeah, Seinville. like ju- in Judaism, like pigs are unkosher, but you're not supposed to like uh, denigrate them, <laughs> like yeah. like is like a big part of it, like which is kind of interesting because like they're you know part of God's creations or whatever, and then also. In general, like there's a kind of a Jewish like exception to every rule, which is like life and survival. More, yeah. Like you know, if it necessitates, Jews really care about staying alive. Um, I feel very I confident saying that. I like, think that's fair. Just kind of in general, like rule number one is like let's let's stick around. But also, we'll this, in discussion this episode later they figure after we,
4: out the bovine valve, which is which also like it turns out is better. Yeah. I, they're this like is, it lasts longer but the whole thing is Burke has never done it before which right. is why Burke didn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, it's I I think it's just as as the only uh the only uh extremist uh Jewish patient on our list. It's uh you know, it's good to kick it off with with something <laughs> that has I mean, I really like that actress. I want to see what else she's in. I really like her. I really like her. I'm like, did she have a cold that
4: week, or is that just her voice? You know, I think that's her voice. I I, I think I've seen her, and I feel like she was in like not the Sandlot, but something like the Sandlot. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like her vibe. Um, She's like the IRL like Angelica on Hey Arnold. That's like her energy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Uh Um, yeah, I really like her, but I do feel like it's like just going back to Burke and his like sort of traditionalism, like traditionalism is often shown as these religious traditions on the show. So it is like Christmas. It is, you know, different, however you want to say it, religious ceremonies. I also think you see a lot of, um... I'm not going to say like glossed over religion, but they're not looking too critically at it in the portrayal of uh, AA. We see a lot of obviously like obviously a lot of talk of God there. I think it's mostly religion is going to come up as either this bastion of traditionalism and community or you're going to see it as – Basically, a belief that like we as doctors don't have all the answers, and there's right. something else going on, and we all need to buy into that, right? Which that and
1: that comes up a ton. In um, one of the clips that you chose was the Amish girls. Oh, I love um, them. Who? Uh, They're best friends. Are season three, best friends. They both uh, leave. But one has been baptized, one hasn't. And so – and the one who has not been baptized has terminal cancer. And so because she has not yet been baptized, she could be accepted back into the community. Mm -hmm. She's called her parents to the hospital. And so the scene that I chose from this episode is when her friend tells her that she should go back and kind of explains, like, what her life will be like when she returns to the community with her parents even though she'll have to be shunned. Um, So we'll watch that clip. Hi.
2: Go home. Rach, they're your parents. Mm, You love them, and they're still here. You know what a big deal it is for them to get on a plane. Go home, Jilly. Right. I can't just leave you here. Yes, you can. Rachel. You can go back home, and you can put on your bonnet, and you can get in the buggy, and go to church, get baptized. You can die, Amish. No, I
3: can't do that.
2: Why? Because you'll have to shun me? Don't worry about me. I will be living it up here with your curling iron and your cable TV, your entire DVD collection. I'll be okay here in the 21st century. I can't shun you. You can, and you will, and I won't take no for an answer. (laughs) I'll say hello to your parents. I will tell your parents that I saw you and you are well and happy and have grown into a fine
1: great
4: scene. It's an incredible scene and I just think that Grace does such a again I've said this but like they just do such a good job of like paying appropriate deference to these people's faith and belief and I do remember like watching this as like what season was it season three so like a, yeah. a you know 18 year old little shit just being like <laughs> fuck you, like, just don't shun her. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, just go back, be Amish, and just, like, fucking, like, text under your robes. You know what (laughs) what I mean? Like, it's just like, like, I just remember being so, like, horrified by that and just being like, you can just, like, be secretive and be smart and be cool and figure it out and everything's gonna be okay. Because, again, it's not really implied that Jilly buys into the religion of it. Like, it's not like she's like, I believe that I'm going to go to hell if I don't shun you and I have to, like, you know, abide by these religious traditions because of, like, my personal faith and my personal belief that it's the right thing to do. Right. It's like I need to abide by these rules in order to be, like, accepted and embraced by the community with which I want to die. Yeah. Um, and, like, with my family. Um. So it does set up this, like, really beautiful, like, kind of, like, Sophie's Choice situation where it's just, like, their are Her parents' belief system is just this immovable force that we're just like, okay, and we're not looking critically at it, and we're not thinking about the fact that Jilly doesn't buy into it, clearly, because, like, if she actually believed in it, this would be a very different conversation. She would have already been shunning the friend. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Like, And also it wouldn't have taken something as extreme as, like – facing your own death to kind of make her want to go back to it like
4: yeah I mean but occasionally like you do see people like when they're approaching their death being like becoming much more religious that's a big thing that happens as they're facing their own mortality so like there is a different way where we can play this where it's like okay Jilly now believes that you know, the Amish tradition is correct and it is her straying away from that that has led to this cancer and whatever. But if that were the case, she'd be like, okay, like, I'm going to go do this for myself. As opposed to the narrative is firmly like, I have to do this for everyone else around me. I don't really buy into it. I just want to be a part of this community right. and that means that I can't be with you. Um, Which I just think is like a very interesting take. I mean, I think it's also like, as far as, I know we said they're trying not to lean into like stereotypes, but that is like when you think of like, Amish people like that's what you Think of you know The
1: line I'll be here with my curling Iron and cable TV in the 21st Century like you know maybe Not like the most nuanced Perspective (laughs) on what But you know What What are you Going to do
4: What what you gonna do but also then the mother Saying what's the friend's name I know Jilly's name Rachel Rachel the mom like caving and talking to Rachel and being like you're fine I, oh, oh my God I I got good goosebumps. writing it's, it's such good, good writing, writing. <laughs> it's such good writing but again yeah, it's poking it's like poking holes but Grace is doing a very good job of being like organized religion is this just a movable force that we all have to deal with and it's all this thing and it's not necessarily like, not, like, true belief, but that that does imply that even the mom, like, sees issues with this. You know what I mean? Like, Or, yeah, or it sees that
1: there are, like, humane exceptions to the rule, yeah. like, which yeah. I think is, is something that, like, Grey's Anatomy as a show seems to, in general, like, really reward characters who think for themselves yeah. outside of, like, a certain system of thought, which, like, that's what you see happening when, like, these really like science-based like I don't believe in God it's just his, us here like doctors yeah like consider the possibility that like people who who don't see the world like that like are correct or have some like validity to their thinking and yeah. you see the same you know in the other direction where it's like the only thing that you know about these people is that they're Amish and that yeah. they <laughs> do their Amish life and then but you again, see like, this one patients. moment of like of them being like regardless i will like tell your parents parents that you're well like that's like i mean it's a very like human impulse to want to kind of show us like use that to show that these people are good people but like that's something that Grace does a lot with like these characters like we'll talk about this scene later but like with the little boy who whose parents are like
2: just vaguely religious
1: extremists a a, an extreme religion i I have no idea what it would be like we've had characters who are like jehovah's witnesses who like won't accept blood we've had like christian scientists who won't accept certain medicines like this was just this is just like kind of like child abuse underneath the umbrella (laughs) of like we don't god will save you if like whatever we'll get to that clip but basically like They end up like telling us like the mom is actually good by being like, she decided to drive She's her been child she secretly to the bringing odds. him. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and like just dropping him off and being like, go. <laughs> yeah, like she dropped him off on the curb. Well, well That's mother. also an implication. I mean, again, I know we're getting to that, but that's also like. I'll just bring this one up now. Okay. We don't <laughs> have to go in that order. Um, I like, feel like that oh, one. I wish that the rules that I made allowed us <laughs> to talk about them out of chronological. What am I doing? Um, um, <laughs> but I do feel like that one's crazy because it's like really looking at it. Maybe I'm wrong. And like I I don't know. I should probably have done a little bit more research on that. But like from what I can tell, it is vaguely not mentioned and it is just that like you can't have any medical intervention. And that to me sounds like like a cult.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I mean it's like and again, the father... all organized religion is
4: cult, intrigue, but um topical. Um, but like it it does seem like this like patriarchal cult system in which they're just abusing children. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it's also like this weird thing where it's like <sighs> they live out on a farm, like it's just like they're isolated. They're an hour outside of Seattle. <laughs> I the love kid how an under, hour outside of Seattle is like like it's like, like space. <laughs> like they're like, how did he get here? He has, we live an hour outside. <laughs> um. Okay. This is season thirteen. Um. And this scene is. Um, so already what has happened is he's come, this little boy, Liam has come in, he's had a seizure, they found a tumor, the parents against medical advice have taken the kid home because if God wants him to live, then he will live. No medical intervention. Yeah. Le- this is Liam now coming back the next day. Yeah, we don't. I don't know. Uh, and he's like stumbling into the hospital. Okay.
2: Hey there. You okay? I'm looking for Doctor Karev.
3: I know Doctor Karev.
2: Liam, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I got this one. It's okay. You okay? It's okay. You okay?
4: Um, you just really like taking trains, huh? Let's find you a place to sit. Just follow me, okay?
3: Oh, cool,
4: cool. Hey Liam, I thought you were
3: right behind me. Y'all right, buddy? You okay? Hey Liam, can you can you see me?
2: <laughs> hey, you're doing great. Touch my finger. Everything went dark so fast, and I couldn't see. No, you're here now. It's okay have a the tumor's bleeding could be pushing against the optic nerve.
0: I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? I promise I tried. I did what he said. And I prayed and I prayed. But it didn't work. God didn't help me. Can you help me,
2: Dr. Karev? Can you fix my eyes? All right, take a deep breath. Can you do that? I promise, Liam, I'm going to do everything I can to help. But I need to talk to Dr. Edwards first, okay? Just wait right here.
4: I'm fully
1: crying. <laughs> uh, I was oh. all I can think about when I watched that scene is how that kid's mom must be off screen watching her child sob saying I tried. I prayed and I prayed. Well, I think she's in the parking lot. So I think she can't. Even oh, no. I anything. mean, like the actor's mother. Oh. Like That kid is so cute and I... is acting so well. And I'm like. The mother of that ch- that real life child is off camera watch Like that must be so I, hard to watch your kid just I, be like, I try.
4: Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that kid like that is a knife in the heart. And I just want to be like, know. God made Dr. Krav like you're good. Like it's like, even, like God God made Alice makeup, but Krab. like I'm just like, and I, god did a good job. Oh my god, God bless. <laughs> good job, um, God. Yeah, good job. God really nailed it with that. Slam God. Um, just like a sprinkling of anger. Management problems, yeah. and you've got yourself just a you've beautiful, got it yourself, beautiful a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that scene is just so heartbreaking. And so, again, I do wish that they explained a little bit more the like religious background as to why they believe that. Oh, uh, yeah, as opposed it's to just being so like funny. this it's child like is being abused.
1: 13. They're like, uh, we need craft to save a child that's being abused. Well, mm, it's a it's a god thing for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, can you talk to us in a couple seasons?
4: We're tired. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're just like this is this is god. That's why this child is has like a curable tumor that like can't get treated. Uh huh. Um, but again, like, I like, I think I we're seeing this moment where it's like religion is pretty diametrically opposed from what we would say is morality, right? Yeah. Like, it is – organized religion is preventing morality. And we have seen so many instances of, like, capital M morality being separated from religion and being this, like, scientific thing. Um, And I think this is really the nail in the coffin of, like – you know, organized religion is preventing medical care. That's what's happening here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right.
1: Which is not like this isn't the first time that the show has, like, pitted the two against each other, but it's definitely probably one of the least developed.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> Especially
1: mean. Especially because it's like a child. It's like. It's so black and white. learn
4: about, like. Well, also telling uh, like this, this kid idea that of God a... wants him to die. Like, psychologically. Right. Even if they, like, Okay, they take the tumor out, right? Like, I mean, it's fine. But, like, this is literally a religious tradition that has been telling this kid that, like, even though he's better now, God wanted him to die. And he has, like, defied God by getting treatment. Right. Which, like, that's the part of it that's, like, a fantasy. Like, a
1: five-year-old does not have, like, the, like, creative emotional but like
4: psychologically that would fuck you up so much yeah
1: i mean it like but it's nice to imagine like oh yeah what if you like grew up in that environment and you just like decided that actually you should go see a doctor
4: that would rock yeah (laughs) that would be great but again it's like you can look at it as like okay like uh you know yes this is obviously like an underdeveloped like this is such a black and white like this is so immoral what is happening in the name of organized religion here but if we I would say just as objectively black and white if you have, like, a 10-year-old child that's, like, you know, uh, dealing with their sexuality for the first time and, like, coming to a doctor to talk about their sexuality and, you know, using condoms or whatever and, like, are firmly told, like, you are going to hell because of your desires or whatever. Like, right. And again, like, that is preventing their medical care in the same way. This is just, like – a really intense extreme that I think we only view as more extreme because it's not something that we see as often.
1: Yeah. Um, One clip that you chose that I have that has like, I don't know if we've played it on the show before, but it's come up in like a lot of different contexts is, um, is Callie using Bible verses like against Her her dad who is using Bible verses against her when they're talking about her sexuality Um, okay this is season six Um, this is the episode with the same I'm a good man in storm speech but basically her father has brought a priest um, who plays a very interesting role in this scene that um, I'm sure both of us want to talk about Uh, okay this is the scene All right, fine I, I get it I sprang this on you, it was a lot to take in, and you feel like you don't have much experience with gay people, even though Uncle Berto hasn't been single for six years for no reason. Calliope. It's still in adjustment. That said,
2: you should have adjusted by now. I mean, you're supposed to love me, no matter what. That's what a parent does.
0: I love you
2: with all my heart. But with all that's going on with you now, it, look, I'm scared for you. It's an abomination. It's an eternity in hell. Let's not start with words like hell.
1: Oh, that's why you flew 3,000 miles? To tell me I was going to hell? I thought you came here to apologize.
0: I can't apologize, Calliope. I don't understand what happened or where I went wrong. Where you went wrong? Nope.
4: Leviticus. Thou shalt not lie with a man as one oh, lies with a female. Do that, Daddy. It don't quote the Bible at me. The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and the sin is exceedingly grave.
2: Carlos, this is not what we... Jesus,
1: a new commandment that I give unto you, that you love one another.
2: Romans, but we know Jesus, that the Lord... Jesus, he
1: who is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. So you admitted to sin. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Jesus, blessed are the pure in heart, for
4: they shall see God. Jesus, blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven jesus is my savior daddy not you and jesus would be
0: ashamed of you for judging me he would be ashamed of you for turning your back on me he would be ashamed
1: it's a very interesting choice by the show very deliberate that the priest is not the one who is in the wrong here the church itself Ooh, yeah is not there To be like, be like, to be wielding verse against, uh, you know, against a believer. It is, it is one specific person who is misusing scripture in order to hurt someone else. I'm like. I see you, At me, That's a deliberate deliberate ass
4: choice. Um, Yeah. 100%. I tried to look up, like, what Shonda – have Shonda, like, talked about her religious faith at all, and I'm very curious, but I don't – I didn't find anything.
1: Yeah, I haven't
4: Um, looked into it. Yeah, I'm not sure. She said Christina was based on her at one point, so I think that that kind of implies that she was less religious, most likely. Yeah. just because, again, I think of Christina as, like, the super, like, I have moral authority, and that does not at all come from any kind of organized religion. Although we right. do know that she's Jewish, I guess, but it's not implied that she's, like, a super, like, on the religious side, it's more cultural. No, and it's also, like, it's her stepdad who's Jewish, who she's grown up with a lot, but it's not, like... Like, that's what she celebrates, but not she didn't, like have as a huge like, But back to this. Okay, so I remember this scene so intensely, because this was also the moment that I started... Like, really fell in love with Callie. Yeah. Like, really was like, Callie is everything. Because lest we ever forget, and I feel like it doesn't come up very often, when Callie first shows up on the scene, we're all like, fuck this bitch. Oh, absolutely. When Callie is with George and she's peeing and they're all staring at her and then she's like bitching about everyone to George. And their relationship is so insane. Like, their relationship is so bizarre in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and just like the way that like our core friends treat her. Yeah. Like this is the moment where I was like, oh, Callie is dope as fuck. And like, I have really underestimated her. And I don't know if it's just that the writing for her got better or that they like kind of let her do more with it, but she just became so much more of a fleshed out character in this moment. to me. Yeah.
1: I mean, she just was never right for George and, they you know she
4: came into her own in like an exciting way. Yeah. Um yeah, I love it's I love Kelly Ramirez. as a character. Oh my god, I love her. But again, like even going back now, going back now I don't hate her as much, but I'm still like this is not a character that we're supposed to like <laughs> in that like first season that she's on the scene. No,
1: they don't paint her as like
4: one of one
1: of everyone. One of, yeah, yeah, one of us.
4: Like she is firmly in juxtaposition against Meredith, Christina, and Izzy Yes, and she's like proof that George is not doing well Yeah, that's also insane Um, yeah. Well, because also her dad And I can't remember, maybe you know Her dad also freaks out about her divorce Um, That, like, religion I feel like comes up in that conversation also It, it comes up a lot with actually George's, George's mom pan. Yeah, George's mom George's mom
1: is like, in the eyes of the church, you're, you're still, still married, married. Yeah, well, After he dies, yeah
4: yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a mind fuck for
1: sure. <laughs> the uh the next clip that is one that I chose, which is uh, Callie's involved, but it's Callie and uh Bailey because Bailey is someone who like definitely believes in God. She definitely is is Christian. She was raised in a household with like Christian traditions, like her dad in that one season um, Christmas episode, like is very upset that she's been divorced, that her child isn't with her. And, and like, there are, there are like certain, I think like there's an underlying implication of like, that's like not what Christmas is about, like specifically like things like that. But Christmas is a
4: civic religion as opposed to a religious holiday.
1: Right. But it's just like he, she has done, you know, she has failed in like some way and, by prioritizing her career over her marriage and then like she talks about god she talks about um like some a higher power but she's never like quite as specific as about like what her what exactly she believes i think as she is in this clip which is um the episode of Callie and Arizona's wedding where a ton of stuff is going wrong and like um. Callie's mom ends up failing and like it, the, they had gotten a minister because they wanted it to be like Christian, but it's not Catholic. It's not like yeah. a priest, and that's a problem, and all this stuff. And so she's, Callie is devastated, and Bailey comes over. And this is, this is a scene um, that like starts talking. It like God comes up. You'll see.
3: <laughs> you realize your doors are locked. I could be anyone. I could be a burglar coming to burgle you. Where's the baby? I could be a baby napper trying to baby nap you.
2: I know why they sent you, and it doesn't matter what you say, the wedding's still off. My mom's
1: right. It's a joke. It's not a wedding. It's not happening.
4: Oh, okay. I can't have a priest. I no longer have a minister. I'm not being given away by my dad. The wedding isn't legal. What's the point? This isn't a wedding. It's not even in a church. It's nothing. It's just, it's a couple
3: of girls playing (laughs) dress-up. It's not real. It's not real. Okay. First of all, you do not need the law or a priest or your mother to make your wedding real. And, and the church is, the church can be anywhere you want it to be. In a field, on a mountain, you right here in this room, anywhere. Because where do you think God is? Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> He's in you. He's in me. Just right here. In the middle of us. Now, your, your church just hasn't caught up to God yet. Your mother, she hasn't caught up to God yet. And by the way, she may not ever catch up, but it's OK. Mm. It's OK. If you are willing to stand up in front of your friends and family and God and commit yourself <sighs> to another human being, to, to give of yourself in that kind of partnership, for better or worse, in sickness and health. Honey, that is a marriage. That is real. And that's all that matters. Besides, girl, I got legally married to a man in a church. Look how well that turned out. <laughs>
4: Oh, but they get divorced, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh God. Fuck. Yeah,
1: I just, I actually, I think that that line is just so good of like something that hasn't caught up to God yet. That's, yeah, like, no, that's, that's very, incredible. But that's like a very, I think that Bailey, that is a very consistent Bailey. belief that Ga- Bailey has throughout her whole yep. arc. Like, but I think that that encapsulates it really well. Yeah. Of like, uh you don't get to tell me what God believes or what, you know, yep. what's going on. But it
4: is still very much God. Like yeah. that no, it's super word God-centric. is so important and so powerful and so Christian in the way that Bailey means it. Yes. In the mere fact that we're talking about in a church, we're talking about, you know, even something as simple as like, a two-person marriage, you know? Like, that is something that, like, we think of marriage as real and something we can have regardless of whether or not we're religious. But, like, that is something that is based in religion. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's where it comes from. Um, And I think, like, again, Bailey just, her understanding of God is definitely liberal as far as, like, traditional organized religion. Um, Like, it is more on the liberal side of that, but it is still very much, like, there is... god most likely in her case she's also talking about like jesus um yes. and that is definitely i think more conservative than other characters where you might be talking about some kind of more amorphous faith or you know morality sense of right and wrong right. whatever um i mean i definitely think
1: that like you know as someone who's brought up jewish something that i didn't and most of my friends who were Christian and came from like observant Christian families growing up were Catholic was like understanding the relationship between a personal per like one person and Jesus is very different depending on the denomination and like whether yeah. or not your relationship goes through a priest or occurs in a specific space or yeah. whether or not it's something that kind of like you dictate and it's something between you and you know, that's yeah. like something that I, like had to learn about when i was younger because it was not it was not something that i had like totally understood differed depending yeah. on the denomination and like that's definitely something that bailey has that's like distinctly like not catholic too yeah. it's like she has a very like my relationship with God is my yeah. relationship with yeah. God, and I don't really need anyone to tell me like what it should be or what it isn't because I know what my relationship with God That's is, and I know what God believes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, Bailey like famously hates the Pope. Like, what's the? Why did I she's like a big where... anti Pope? Yeah. Why do not I like choose the episode where Bailey goes on that huge rant about how the Pope, sucks? the papal states? Yeah. I, yeah, I think her. I think her line is the Pope. The blows Pope's blows yeah the pope blows that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, such she's good all about that. too that's it's so beautiful <laughs> classic
4: season 13 <laughs> oh my god um just the magical get to the root but i do i remember like watching the stuff is again like as soon as it's so funny watching it because i have grown up with Grace. right like i yeah. started watching it when i was 15 years old and the way that i would react if like like burke said the word god is i would like recoil into myself because i was like very afraid of god because it meant organized religion and it was scary and it was homophobic and it was like <laughs> structurally racist and it was the man and it was bad. You know what I mean? Like that was so the perception and that was not the angle that Grey's Anatomy was doing. Obviously yeah. like they're trying to prove that religion is. There's some good PR for that. religion. In yeah. The like there is definitely, or at least like some broader belief in spirituality. Um, And again, in most cases here at Judeo Christian spirituality um, I don't think it's necessarily in the case of Bailey like being like I just believe in the universe <laughs> you know what I mean right. like it's very much like I believe in God I believe in Jesus Christ <laughs> um, but yeah I think I would just recoil into myself and be so turned off by those moments and be like they're scientists I don't understand yeah and I I just going back and re-watching and I'm like it is a pretty nuanced liberal perspective for you know watching these Christian characters grapple with their faith in you know through the lens of science and morality generally and you know all these ups and downs so grace is fucking great it
1: is (laughs) well we okay we have one more clip obviously it would not be like a religion episode episode without a Kepner clip oh yeah I mean you know there are a million clips that we could have chosen but you wanted to talk specifically and I think is a good choice about <laughs> about the episode where she loses her faith, which is like, you know, she talks about Job, yeah. which is what we're going to play. We're going to play, like, her beginning and her end, like, VO. Yeah. And as all of us know, like, the thing about Job is just, like, there are a million bad sex. things that happen. <laughs> and, like, that is what happens to, to Kepner in this episode. Like, Kepner... <laughs> Like learns about police brutality yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, she yeah. like sees like like an unarmed black boy is shot by police. Like yep. and it's fine. It, she but like that like is new to her and yeah. uh, and appropriately
4: <laughs> horrible. She's from Ohio. They yeah. don't have police. I
1: think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Her. She. Yeah. She's from a pig farm. Um. Uh. Joe Matthews. Yeah, Joe's abusive ex husband comes in and he dies, but she is mad mad about that <laughs> in, in a way. Um, and then there is um, Matthew, her uh, her ex fiance's and current new, husband now husband. Yeah, but at the time, ex fiance's new wife who's pregnant who co- dies in childbirth. And oh, yeah, then, you know, I think that that actually would have been enough. But then they bring in a young boy who takes the Bible literally. Mm-hmm.
4: Tries to take off his hand
1: masturbating. Yeah, he tries to cut off yeah. his hand because he's masturbating.
4: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: and and she is has to kind of explain to this kid that like the Bible is beautiful but it's not all some of it's literal some of it isn't you know you don't follow the exact word of every single thing
4: but this is also the character who very famously was like you know, I'm not losing my virginity. And then she fails her boards because she does, which is also a pretty... Again, it's like, where do people fall on the scale? Like, it's like, she's like, it's not literal. Like, you're way too literal. But then other people would be like, you're way too literal. Like, I don't yeah. need to be a virgin. <laughs> like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's all... It's such a spectrum.
1: Yes. I mean, April is... But she is, like, the Christian, the Christian. character. Yeah. not Not just, like to us but also like to Christians like yeah, Christian ha- daily like, and yeah <laughs> like there are like, like she has been claimed like she belongs to
4: isn't Sarah drew also super religious? yeah she
1: is yeah she is yeah um okay so we're just gonna play her VO at the beginning and her VO at the end Um. okay
0: In the course of one day, Job received four messages, each with separate news that his livestock, servants, and ten children had all died.
1: Okay. Then it goes into like a little scene and she, I mean, I guess. I also think we should
4: know she's in the shower. It's very melodramatic. Yeah, it's
1: very melodramatic. It also ends in the shower. Okay, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep, yeah, not alone. I'll keep, Uh, I'll actually keep playing this scene.
0: He continued to be a faithful servant. He still praised God. He persevered.
1: What did you do? Okay, so, you know, they think that maybe Alex has purposefully hit this person with his car. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I Wouldn't blame him, but he didn't do it. Um. Okay, and then it ends with, with this. La, la,
0: la, la, L-O-I, L-O-I, lama sabachthani. That's what Jesus said on the cross before he died. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Job asked the question too. But he kept the faith. And what did he get for it? Replacement children. PTSD. Was it worth it to have been a faithful servant? Or would it have been better to just curse God's name from the beginning? Where was God throughout all of Job's suffering and pain? He was winning a bet with Satan.
2: Rough day, huh? Gosh.
0: you wonder where he is through all of the unfairness and inequity and cruelty in the world. Can I join you? Yep. Where is he now?
1: Very
4: dramatic, so much. But also, okay. First of all, this is the beginning of the party. <laughs> Obviously, April becoming the party. <laughs> yes. Um, which I'm like, I'd way rather hang out with the party. Great, great, great. great. Um, <laughs> but it's also again like we're going back to this thing where it's like she's so damaged and she's so mad at God, and now she's basically just behaving like. Meredith in season one, which, like, there's nothing fucking wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, no. It's this crisis of faith where it's like, okay, we all know that that's really wrong and, like, she's really struggling internally. But, right. Like, like, we know that April is not doing well. Yeah, but she's not doing anything, like, no. immoral. You know what I mean? Like, also, the whole story of Job, I mean, I get that it's making her question religion in general because these people are suffering, but, like, the story of Job is very tied to, like, job's trials and tribulations and like nothing happened to april (laughs) right no (laughs) i'm like you selfish bitch like
1: yeah no i mean i that's what i think is kind of like just like her being like this is what jesus said on the cross i'm like you are a doctor and some of your patients died today like like, babe you're having a really tough one and i get it but
3: but, but. <laughs> but
1: chill, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know who could probably have a bit of a crisis of
4: faith? Matthew. Meredith Gray. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. yeah but also like, Matthew. But yeah. yeah. Meredith Gray. Oh, God. But again, I lo- like I just saw this and I was like, she's just like getting drunk and sleeping around, which like, again, is like treated as this like symbol that somebody's really struggling. And like, I get that. But I'm also like, that's none of that is immoral. You know what I mean? Like, her sense of right and wrong is not changed in her crisis of faith, which I think is very important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she is not, it's not like she's, like, I don't know what she would be doing with the more, like, lighting Joe's on fire. Like, I don't know, but, like... Right. She's not, like, like hurting anyone. She's not hurting anyone, and she's, again, just acting like Meredith in season one, which, like, uh, fuck yeah, do it, bitch. Like, I'm into you. Also, lest we forget Meredith's development into, like, the current social justice warrior that she is... Oh, yeah. Like, again, he's very... like not based in religion, pretty no. explicitly. No, uh-uh, not at all. Um, like not at all based in religion, but just this huge sense of right and wrong, and I don't know something about just the way April's like. I'm having a crisis of faith. I'm all fucked up now. That's really hard for me, but also like nothing really changes as far as like again her outlook of morality. Right, right, which I think is such an important. I mean, I guess that's a critique of Christianity. I guess, again, I really can't figure it out with Grace. I don't know what their angle is.
3: Like, I don't
4: know.
1: Well, I think part of it is that, like, it's not... April was not designed to be this character from the get-go. And so part of it, I think, is sometimes, like, when things are layered on top of each other, you're like, it's hard to tell what was canon and what wasn't. Like, when she was first introduced as a virgin... She explained. She's like, it's not like I'm waiting till marriage. I just was waiting for the right person to came along. And then I, like...
4: it just, And then, like, it never irrelevant. happened. And now but it's doesn't become a thing. But does she go back on that where she's... Like, I... Well, maybe she doesn't actually say this. But I always viewed that as, like, she was just trying to seem cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that that's probably, like, what... Yeah. We would say now. Because but she was like, like,
4: other doctors will judge me. They're all like scientists and think religion is stupid. So right. I'm not gonna say that it's because of God.
1: Right. But I think like when she was written initially, like that was just like an earnest thing of her just being like, Yeah, don't like, don't make fun of me. Cause she goes on this on to say this big speech about like, you all have your own things that you like to keep to yourself, and I don't like trot them out. So why yeah. don't you guys like leave me alone about being a virgin? Which is a great speech. A great uh, speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you Uh, like Sarah Drew? Um, I don't know. I mean, I (laughs) like. I think that we would not be friends in real life, but I am like fascinated by her, and I uh, like to
4: track her journey, and I wish her all the best. Doesn't she also have some crisis after the shooting? Because her best friend dies. Yeah, read. What's it? Read right. She has a bit of a crisis then. Well, she gets fired after that. She is fired before that. She gets fired before that. And then she's Shepard's flunky. Yeah. Derek rehires her when he becomes interim chief. Yeah. Okay. God, Shepard. Yeah. I love him him so much. Yeah. I just again, the conflation and or, like, rejection that religion and morality are the same thing on Griz, I feel like, is the only consistent thing that I can really pull out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but again, there are so many things where it's, like, a moral decision is still, it's, like, religion and morality are not the same thing, and, like, absolutely not, and they don't mean the same thing, but then you have these moments, like, Bailey being, like, my God, and it's, like, that is still religion. Yeah. <laughs> like, Griz, you're not getting one over on me, like, well, I think or the, like, Callie using the Bible, like, still religion. <laughs> I think that the show makes, like, a harder distinction between,
1: like, personal faith and how it plays into your job than, like, a lot of real people
4: would. Like, yeah. But I think... Well, I think also a lot of people don't think very critically about their... Like, I feel like if I, like, if Meredith Grey was sitting in the room and I was like, do you believe in God? She'd be like, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's something that, like, many people, let alone, like, many people that, like, they've got shit going on. You know what I mean? Like, they're busy. Um, well, yeah. Like, think super critically about how, like... <laughs> Like Christianity, like historically speaking, and like socioeco- sociology, kill myself. Um, <laughs> from a sociology perspective, like how they have been impacted yeah. by, like, you know, capital B, big religion. Um, but yeah, Grey is... I just, I feel like they have such strong angles on the topic when it comes up, but I really can't find the like consistent. Yeah. I just uh, I want to know what their really, POV is. We really tried today though. Yeah, we I think really we tried. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, the internet yeah. on social at Emily Duke Haha. Um I don't talk about religion that much on Instagram, but uh maybe I'll start.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, thank you everyone for listening, and I'll see you next week